I got nothing but love for you, baby. Yeah, bringing that energy, motherfuckers. That's right. This is Keep Up, episode 30, motherfucking two. Much ado about nada. Let's get a little bilingual for you motherfuckers out there. This is Keep Up with Still Vincent. We're still going. I have left the real hot, fresh show on the DTF network. God damn, that was crazy. Um, let's uh, let's get a little segue to that. Why not? And people make fun of my laugh. My laugh is uh, it's pretty outrageous, not going to lie. But there are some people with some fucked up laughs out there. Salute to them that don't think they're fucking looking silly too. So anyway, I uh, I pretty much got kicked off that show. I was supposed to make an orientation. But this person mentioned, uh, his name is Zach Z-Fly. He mentioned being in orientation all summer. And he had given the... He had given uh, the slots to other people in the in like around February. No, probably like around uh, this time last year, actually. So I was rejected by this crew last year as part of being a host. It's, it's a little rinky-dink show. It's nothing really special, but it's, it was supposed to be a springboard. You know, it's somewhere in my career. I'm not. I'm not where I need to be. So I need to get in those vantage points. And uh, that's what this all was for. And it was to get me exposure. It's kind of like being an actor and you go into a community theater play, wherever, wherever to get your exposure to an agent, whoever it is. By the way, guys, if you know any agents or managers out there, that would be awesome. I have uh, a friend that is uh, interviewing at Shady Productions. That'd be sick. And he said he'd try to represent me. And that would be that'd be awesome. Shady Productions does eight mile. They've done all types of Eminem films, Get Rich or Die Trying, the Eminem show. Uh, that would be sick, right? Because then I could do voiceover animation for any shady projects. That'd be sick, but try not to get ahead of myself. So I didn't make this orientation, and I prioritized a few other things. The guy that mixes my show, my cousin Harry, I went to his brunch, and I got a little messed up. And we were meeting his uh, his, his lady friend. That, you know, it's kind of friend zoning him right now. Wish my cousin would uh, snap out of that. But, you know, we're not all we're not all uh, privy or, you know, up on that life. Some of us need to go through that heartbreak ourselves. And, yeah, so I didn't make that orientation. Shout out to Jamie. I'm going to miss her. Um, hopefully, maybe, yeah, being a little ballsy right here. Maybe I could pry her away when I make my next project. So my next goal, since I left the Real Hot Fresh crew, which... I'm so happy I'm not doing that. There's a, a damn that ten ways you're ghetto. That that was crazy. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I'd like to get Jamie on a new show. That'd be great. I could try to find a new podcast station. She lives in Manhattan. I have another girl. Her name is Celeste. I was Peaches. She probably doesn't listen to my show either. Everybody's very casual listeners of podcasts. Very niche group out there, you know. Some people listen to a bunch of podcasts, some people listen to only like three or four, and some people just listen to mine. Or just don't listen to any. There you go. There's all types of people out there. I don't know why. We've talked about this before. There are no two sets of people. 
it's nice to say it's really funny most of the time there or it makes the person seem more serious when they go well you know there's only two types of people in life well you know there's the haves and the have nots you know there's the fucks and the fucktards so i yeah it, it sounds nice but it's not true there's obviously there's all different types of people out there rest in power stan lee I recorded this uh, this segment late, but rest in power. 95 years old. I don't know the real reasons. After 90, do you need to know the real reasons? I love Stan Lee, and I'm not going to go overboard. He did. I mean, comic books are great. Comic books are as entertaining as any other medium. I'm so happy that he got to see the day where his medium was glorified the way that it is today. And that he got to see the 19 different movies. He won't get to see the 20th. That's kind of sad. But he did do his cameo already, I heard. That he recorded his cameo. Paul Fagg already already said that. Um, we know that uh, we already know that one of my friends, Dick, rides him real hard. That This Is Us little fan out there. So, uh, yeah, man. If you're if you're gonna dick ride anyone, guys, I bid you I don't. Don't don't dick ride people. I was talking about this in a group chat. Uh one of my my old colleagues from work. Yeah, I got that word from my, my soon to be former boss. <laughs> uh I like when people say colleagues. It's it's really it's much better than saying coworkers or subordinates or something like that, like employees. Colleague is nice, man. You can't tell who it is. To be honest, we're not in the military. When you're in corporate structure, people think it's the military. They want you to say their titles and all that type of shit so that so that you feel inferior. It's okay to feel inferior if it's appropriate. But if you're just trying to make people inferior just because you want to be superior, which is fine too. Being superior is totally fine. Feeling that way is totally fine. But making other people feel either way is wrong. If you naturally feel those ways... Sometimes you have to feel inferior in order to be superior. So to like totally negate that people can feel that way or that they shouldn't feel that way ever in their lives, you guys are assholes. You guys are totally setting up these people for failure. Uh, I hate when I'm in the subway or I'm on the street and someone asks for money. And I hate that in general, to be honest. I don't know where this money is going. I remember I listened to Joe Rogan one time, and he goes, "I tried to. Uh, this person tried to give me, tried to get me to give them the money, and I said to myself, no. Or I said to them actually, I said, no. You're gonna go get drugs with that money. You're gonna go get drunk and high with that money. And I walked away, and I said, well, hold up, I'm about to get drugs and alcohol with my money right now. So he ran back and gave the money. So I'm not really. I love Joe Rogan's joke. That was a great joke. But I don't, uh, I don't, I don't give money to the homeless anymore. I really don't. I don't know what's going on. Um, some of these people, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be too insensitive about this. I wonder to myself, what could happen? Like, does this person lose their social security number? Are they so much in debt that they can't afford clothes for an inter- I don't know because there's so many jobs out there. There are actually more jobs. Now, this is not, this doesn't kind of apply to me and some people in uh, mid management positions, millennials. It doesn't really apply to you because this is what I'm about to say. 
So wages across the board have in, across the board have risen during this administration three percent. And as a matter of fact, because the unemployment rate is so low, that there are actually more jobs than there are people. Who would have thought that? Go Obama. But it's not all Obama. Yes, Trump is continuing the tradition of this economy that was going on from the previous administration. That was smart. Why not? It was doing very well. It was on the uprise. Why not? But 3% is not 244%, which is which carries the value, obviously, which carries the average. 244% increase in wages from the top 1%. 3% across the board. That's not good. So for those jobs that I'm telling these people, these homeless people to take, these are very low, low wage jobs. Still, there are states out there that do not go at the $15 um, an hour minimum, which needs to be across the states. I know there's some uh, areas of the country that can't afford that, but at some point they're going to have to catch up. Keep up, motherfucker. But my thing is, that's not even where my thing is. When they ask for money... I don't say the same thing as Joe Rogan. I just say no thank you. I don't even give any spiel. I don't even talk about things that I'm talking about with you right now. But my thing is, when they say, God bless you, after I fucking totally dubbed them, after I totally sunned them. Whoa. Whoa. That guilt. That fucking... It doesn't guilt me enough to give them money, but it guilts me. It definitely does. I got that Irish Catholic guilt. I walk away and I'm like, Fuck, why would he God bless me? I'm not even religious. I didn't even fucking sneeze. Why are you blessing me? Stop this. Stop this. I, I, I felt denigrated. I felt, no. So homeless people out there, keep your fucking thank yous and your sorries and your Hail Marys and your damn God bless yous to yourself when I don't give you money. If I don't give you money, tell me to go fuck myself. That's what you should be doing. Don't be telling me to God bless myself. No, no. I don't need that guilt trip in my life. I don't need that negativity. Sending good vibes. That is really laughable. It's not even tangible, but it's laughable. Tangible is something that you can hold, that you can that that you can use, that you can use in functionality. I didn't read that definition. That's pretty much my interpretation. Intangibles, like they used to say about Derek Jeter, are the things that you can't really put on paper, that you can't really put into words. Those are things that, like, the intangibles. Maybe I fucked it up, but hopefully you get it. So to me, good vibes, you can't grab that, you can't eat that, you can't spend that. Same thing with love. Like, these are all things that, like, we put value on. That don't really make sense. Gold. Gold is a piece of shit. No, actually, it's not. Um, diamonds. Diamonds are, <laughs> diamonds are a piece of shit. Gold actually has very good metallic um, integrity. Diamonds do not. They're just fucking pretty much glorified mirrors. Good job, U.S., making us spend mad dough on that shit. I, I, we spend too much on cubic zirconias. That should be fucking free. But anyway, I hate when people say send good vibes or good vibes only. How fucking exclusive can you be with that? Good vibes only. What constitutes bad vibes? What? Hold on. I'm a New Yorker. I complain and I fucking make fun of people all day. So am I the bad vibe? 
I'm pretty sure I am because I have been told I have bad vibes or actually I've never been told that specifically. But there's always many things that allude to it. Vince, you're, fuck, you're a fucking asshole. Vince, you play too much. Vince. So it's basically saying, Vince, you don't have fucking good vibes. God damn. I really, I don't like the word. Good vibes. Good vibes only. Like you only have good vibes. So this person is going and hiding in the back and hiding all the good vibes, all the, all the bad vibes, and then just showing us the good vibes. No, 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 no. You know how I feel about that. Inside out. Use all your tools in your fucking toolbox, including the fucking dildo in there for you to go fuck yourself. Is it okay to call out a camel toe? Asking for a friend. Asking from my llama friend. Because uh, they don't really get that joke too much. They don't really... Why? Yeah, how come nobody says llama toe? Ha <laughs> ha! Fix yourself, girl. You got a llama toe. No, um, the, the phrase is camel toe. And many women love to wear yoga pants in this day and age of uh, the hipster. And, uh, yeah, a lot of them show off their vagina uh, their vagina imprint. And uh, and many men, it's, it's November, many men, uh, they'll grow a mustache and sometimes they'll wear sweatpants too. And it'll show the little dick print, the, the little division symbol, the twigs and berries. Is it okay to call these things out? Is it all right? Should we even call that a llama toe if it's a man? Right? Should we get gender specific when we're talking about the genital print in your pants? Because it's pretty much impossible to do a camel toe in a skirt unless, or dress, unless it is lifted up and there goes a nice little Me Too lawsuit on your hands. Good job. You didn't hear that from me. But, uh, yeah, asking, asking for a friend. Asking for a friend, is it okay to call it a camel toe? I, it depends on the person. depends on the person. Sometimes if, if you're really close to this person and you feel like they're not going to yell out rape or molestation or that you're a fucking perv, yeah, man, go for it. Go for it. Why would you let this person? It's like It's like someone going out with something in their teeth. Why would you let that person do that? Or someone with a bad haircut or a booger in their nose. Yeah, man, your your vagina is eating at your panties. Your vagina is eating at your pants. It is really hungry, and I had to let you know. I had to let you know. So if you need to feed it a snack, you can also let me know. Depending on how good-looking that girl is, that's that joke that you can tell. And it's kind of like a, a creepy way to segue into a date. So now that, uh, now that you have lured the girl into the bang bus, I'm joking, all these things... <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, man, just be careful if you're calling out that camel toe. Be, be careful. You could get slapped. Uh, I love my dog Saturday. My dog is going to be 11 next month. She is the most glorious black with white paw and a white broad strut uh, dog. We love black animals. They are the least adopted creature out there, um, whether it be black cats. It doesn't matter. They are very... Low on the totem pole when it comes to adoption services. So my family and myself, we like to adopt black ones. And whether they're black and white, whatever. Some variation of black. So that we can help out that community. And uh, she is a black Australian Shepherd. Her name is Saturday. I told you that she was named. I probably did. Maybe I didn't. But um, I had a crush on this girl. Don't have a crush on her anymore. She kind of has a crush on me still. I don't know why. 
But uh, she, uh, we bought the dog together, and the dog uh, ended up staying at my place because I lived in a fraternity, and my fraternity was really chill about those type of things. Maybe they weren't, but not on purpose, but they had to be because there was a lot of other illegal shit going down, so they just had to really uh, let me do that. And uh, the reason why I mention her is because before we left, before we left Indiana, um, she barked at everyone dark. It's funny because she's black herself. So it kind of reminded me of Clayton Bigsby from Dave Chappelle, that, that first episode segment, the the, the, the nigger lover, the, the white black supremacist. God damn. So my dog is racist. I know you guys think that's funny, but it's not. My dog is very racist, and I live in an Afro-Caribbean neighborhood. I love my neighborhood. My neighbor gets a little prejudiced. I had this discussion with my dad. It's really weird when you have to discuss prejudice with a black man as opposed to racism. We've talked about this before. God damn, how many times do I have to repeat myself? Racism has power behind it. Racism is a construct of being inferior, I mean, of being superior, believing that your race is superior, and not only believing that, using your power to keep that in place. Prejudice is using stereotypes to guide towards the narration of someone's personality. Again, these are not from the dictionary. These are just pretty much what they are. You can, you can read it. You can go and look it up. That's fine, Uncle Jesse. You can go fucking look it up. That's fine. And oppose it to mine. Get your little interpretation. But most of the time, that's what it means. Sorry. Not fucking sorry. But I am sorry for my racist dog. Sorry, guys. If you are very black, if you are very dark, I'm sorry. She will bark. And if you're very light, she's not going to like. Actually, she is. She's a very uh, whorish dog when it comes to attention. And especially if you're in the house, like, she'll let down her guard a little bit. But if you're near the gate and you're black, oh, man. And there's so many. Yo, we had a male person not bring our mail. As a matter of fact, they kept our mail at the mailbox because she... They thought that the dog was going to attack them. And my dog doesn't attack anybody. She is just a big puss. She fucking just barks and barks because she used to see our old dog do that. And now, but like I said, she's always growled at black people. And that, to be honest, she's, you can't teach a racist old dog new tricks, to be honest. So she's going to be 11. My bad, guys. Everybody's going to have to deal with my fucking Indiana racist Mike Pence dog. Oof. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And sorry for that fart. Speaking of fart and smelly farts, uh, Jeff Sessions was just resigned, and he was forced to resign by uh, El Trumpito. I hate mentioning him, but uh, the midterms just happened, and we mentioned the midterms last week and how it was important, and it was because the House of Representatives was taken over by the Democrats. The lead of the Senate um, very marginally went up. And to be honest, in history-wise, it went up more than expected. Uh, most presidents, sitting presidents, get one Senate seat during the midterms. He had gotten, uh, Trump got like two or three in very racist areas, uh, Nevada, Mississippi, Florida. Florida is actually doing a recount, so I'm glad I did this episode late. Florida is doing a recount. They're trying to get Georgia to do a recount because what's-his-name, uh, Mr. Kemp, that fucking idiot, uh, he was a secretary of state of Georgia, so he is hiding a lot of ballots. He did a lot of gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is when each party um, that is in power gets to rezone districts that red and blue people live in. 
So if there's like a block of six red people, um, you can try to do the, the lines where it kind of cuts through and kind of negates their votes. And same thing with the blue. Like if you're uh, most of the time, it's people that control it. So that's why a lot of people want to get rid of gerrymandering or have computer analytics and algorithms do that for you because having humans do it, obviously they're going to be very partisan about it. Get rid of that shit. It's stupid. Just like the Electoral College, get rid of that shit. But the midterms were very important. Like I said, more House representatives, so they'll be able to indict Trump, which I don't know if that's a smart idea, to be honest. Unless you're able to catch this motherfucker orange-handed, I don't see how you're going to impeach this guy. You might as well just just impede on him with his laws. Like, that's most, to be honest, a lot of people that didn't like Obama, most of them didn't like it because of the gridlock that the Republicans put on him. And so they didn't see that. So they saw it as him not getting shit done. And to be honest, you got to really hit him like that, too. You got to stop him from doing these laws that you don't agree with, including the tax cuts. That was crazy. Again, trickle-down economics. The numbers that I said to you before, 3% increase in median income, that's not enough. That's not enough. 3%. I just spoke to somebody recently, and she was trying to get a 6% raise. 3% ain't shit, guys. It ain't shit. And if your bosses are getting a 244% raise, as opposed to you getting 3%, fuck that bourgeoisie shit, bitch. So good job to the... Democrat winners, I am a newly registered Democrat. I am not a Democrat by heart. I love being independent. I love, I voted for Larry Sharp, actually. I voted for a libertarian candidate. Um, I believe in him more than Cuomo. Cuomo sucks. I still believe in de Blasio. Um, So it's cool. And New York is is a fully blue state for the first time in 50 years. That's pretty cool. Uh, Let's see how that works. Um, usually I like balance, but New York is, is historically a blue state. So what are you going to do? And I can't really tell Mississippi changes stripes if, you know, New York is never going to change its stripes. So good job voting guys. You millennials out there need to vote more. You're still a very unrepresented, underrepresented, uh, faction like myself. I'm a millennial too. And and like I said, they're the lowest turnout. Baby boomers by far are still outvoting millennials and there are more millennial voters. And there are more Democratic voters. There are more liberal voters out there. But they vote the least. So these fucking idiots out there are the ones voting. And not you. Good job. Keep voting, guys. The general election is next. Vote, vote, vote. Wipe your ass. Wipe your vagina. Whatever you need to do. Clean those ear holes. Take the crust out of your fucking eye. Stop living under a fucking rock. And go vote. Did I just hear? And uh, I heard a lot. I heard a lot. I heard Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. Why don't we play that a little bit? It is a song about Pete Davidson and Mac Miller, all these exes that she had. And basically, she's like, thank you for the lesson. And next. That is a little ruthless. That's why I like Ariana Grande. And actually, I listened to her album recently. It's a very good album. It's called Sweetener, and I don't think Thank You Next is on it. It's not, actually. It's not. Um, it's, a, it's a newer song, so let's play Thank You Next real quick before we get into our release radar.
One told me to swallow and one told me to eat as oops wrong version that's the remix you didn't know you didn't know um yeah like i said sweetener not ass sweetener because you definitely need that for some bitches asses man they're not they're not real actual salads letting you know that right now no gray poupon for my fucking uh, raspberry vinaigrette damn that should be called ass regret but anyway Thank you, next. She talks about Big Sean, Mac Miller, being an angel. I love Mac Miller. Rest in peace. My homeboy. Love him. Um, and I like Pete Davidson, too, even though he made fun of a fucking veteran recently, and he looks like a fucking douchebag with that yellow hair. Whatever. He's still a decent comedian. He definitely used the, uh, the proposal and everything and being lower and inferior to Ariana Grande. Damn. But, um, yeah, man, you should listen to her new album. Her sweetener was all over Spotify. It's very good, actually. Very good. She redoes a Beyonce song written by Pharrell. That was sick. Love that song. R.E.M. I don't want to wake up, wake up, wake up. Now, that was an unreleased song by Beyonce, actually. That was leaked. Um, and it was supposed to be on Lemonade, but she never put it up. And it was written by Pharrell, and now R.E.M., not the band, is on Ariana Grande's new album. That's my favorite song on the album, just letting you guys know. So let's, uh, before we get into release radar, last week we did, we like almost ran over it. Thanks guys for reminding me, you dumbasses, goddamn. So let's read off some of the new releases of this week, and we actually will do the release radar. So albums this week brought to you by officialcharts.com. Um, we have Holy Hell by the Architects. I've heard them before. Um, the Beatles is re-releasing one of their best albums ever, the White Album. The Lost Files by Bone Thugs and Harmony. We have Hanson. Hanson is coming out from the dust and the shadows. With their new album called String Theory. Origins by Imagine Dragons comes out this week. Probably comes out today, actually. Um, Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Sinzer or- Snitzer Orchestra. The Capitol Studio Sessions. Had no idea my dude from uh, Apartments.com is, uh, is making music. That is really, really cool. Speaking of another re-release, I don't usually do that, but whatever. Um, Jethro Toll has This Was, their 50th anniversary edition, and also 50th anniversary deluxe edition of Electric Ladyland, and that is from yours truly, not, not me, sorry, the one and only Jimi Hendrix. Uh, the guy that made that song, yeah, such a fucking hell with Kanye. I don't really know any of his other songs, but Come Over When You're Sober Part 2 is by Lil Peep. Muse has a new album, Simulation Theory. 
Riffraff. What a fucking idiot, that dude. Um, he used to bang. Oh, no, that was uh, Scott Storch. I can't tell you guys apart. You white guys, when you guys get cornrows, you guys all look the same to me. Sorry. Just saying. When you get cornrows and you get dreads, you don't. You, you look like every other fucking culturally misappropriated person I've ever met. So Riff Rash has Tangerine Tiger. Nice. Steve Aoki, the one where I had my ex-girlfriend uh, caked. I put a lot of other things on her face too. But uh, Neon Future Part 3. I didn't even know there was another two parts. I'm not the hugest DJ fan. But I, I did enjoy myself when I went to his show a couple of times. Uh, and the the band They. They have a new album called Fireside. And They is this black um, duo. And they're really cool. They, they dip into a lot of genres. They're not genre specific at all. And they're really cool. They almost got sponsored by my old company Puffco. At Coachella, they have been to Coachella, they've been to many music festivals, you should check them out. So now, we shall get into the release radar, before we get into our little uh, little music news. Not music news, we already talked about Ariana Grande, there's not that much music news going on. We shall be talking after this release radar that I shall be playing for you. Um, I will be discussing the best singers, the top five women singers, and maybe a little bit of the guys too. Yeah, maybe I'll do my top five guys also. And you can't really argue. If you want, you can. You can comment on my social media posts. I will be getting guests for the show soon. I will be developing my own live show as well. The YouTube is cool. Still developing that too. I want to get the right show to you guys. I don't want to just like bring anything half-assed. But, you know, it'll come out soon, whether it's perfect or not. Uh, da, 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 da. No ums, guys. When you're speaking, never say fucking um. So Cut Copy has a new song, Little Dragon. I love Little Dragon. You know, it's one of my favorite bands. I have Timothy uh, Sibioki from his uh, new uh, album, the Neon Part 3. Um, they have a new song with Blink-182, Worst Nights by Foster the People, Bad Liar by Imagine Dragons from their new album. Uh, I think the Smashing Pumpkins are back. Are they back? No, I don't think so. Let's see. No, yeah, oh, they are. They are. Okay, so that's that's a new song by them. Humphreys McGee's has a new song, Seven Signs. Oh, I'm sorry. The Smashing Pumpkins album, a new single is called Kings of Malta. Malta is supposedly a really beautiful country that I need to visit near Italy. 18 Months featuring Ty Dolla Sign. That's they. That's the, the thing I was telling you about. Metro Booming and Gucci Man. It's the Metro down. Just said, I'm a shoot ya. Uh, 10 AM Save the World featuring Gucci Man, like I said. Um, from the Creed 2 soundtrack, we got Kill Him with Success, and that's with Ears, Schoolboy Q, 2 Chains, Mike Will Made It. Young Fathers has a new uh, album out. They're one of my favorite bands. Uh, they have a new single called Border Girl. Uh, Never Fight an African, Styles P from his new album Dimebag, Robot from Tenacious D. Fun by Vince Staples. Good Night Tennessee by Cold War Kids. 
Uh, Beanie Man has a new single called Our Grung. And that's about it. Let's get into it. Shake it, shake it. 
Yo, let's hit you with a throwback, just because it's it's here and it's available, and I like it a lot. One of these nights by the Eagles. One of these motherfucking nights. Ah, damn, I love that damn song. That's one of my dad's favorite uh, bands, the Eagles. The Eagles is fucking awesome. One of their bandmates died recently. Rest in peace to that dude. They make great fucking music. And that just gets me to the next uh, segment. Who are the, my five times? Uh, so I'm going to break it down to genders. Sorry. Uh, I truly think women are the, the best Singers, period, to be honest. But my favorite top five women singers are Aretha Franklin, number one. Number two, Whitney Houston. Number three, Mariah Carey. Number four, Celine Dion. And number five, ooh, very tough. I'm going to have to go with Barbara Streisand. So, I know that's an old school pick. Most of you don't know who she is. She's my grandmother's favorite artist. But she's definitely got one of the most powerful voices I've ever seen. Now, there are definitely some honorable mentions out there. There's definitely Ariana Grande, Alicia Keys, uh, Christina Aguilera. There's a lot of people out there that I missed. But that's my top five. Fucking fight me. So, like I said, if you really want to contest me, if you really want to say something, there are comment threads on all my social platforms, on all my music platforms, SoundCloud, Google Play. Actually, get on there, guys. If you're listening to this show, rate my show. Uh, give a thumb up. Give a, a cool rating on iTunes. Whatever you need to do. I need to get some ratings on there. I, I haven't really been promoting that, but I didn't think I had to say that. You know, most people listen. They don't say shit. So listen to my show and comment on it. Engage in it. Tell me I suck. Tell me I'm great. Whatever you need to do. Want all organic. I don't need I don't need all kissing ass and shit like that. I do enough ass kissing my fucking self. So my top five male singers are, wow, um, I I would have to say R. Kelly, Freddie Mercury, well, Freddie Mercury first, then R. Kelly, then Frank Sinatra, then Marvin Gaye, <clears throat> Uh, Robert Plant, and number five would have to be either Nat King Cole or George Michael. And there are plenty of people I missed. There's Billy Joel himself. There's Elton John. There are uh, Axl Rose. I hate that racist prick but he has an amazing voice uh the reason and one of the reasons why i brought this up is because my dad said that he didn't think oh i didn't mention what's his name uh steve perry from journey and foreigner 
there are plenty of other great singers. I mentioned from women, Selena. I, I didn't even get a chance. Uh, Celia Cruz. There's so many great voices out there. But to me, those are the ones that have had Patti LaBelle. There are many people that uh, Ricky Martin. There are so many people that have great voices, but they can't put an album together. They can't write lyrics. They um, they don't have a consistency to their career. Um, they never really had uh, number one hits or or mainstream hits. So yeah, I factor all that in, and that's why I said that. So if you want to if you want to continue the conversation, hit me on the motherfucking street. That's okay. I'm not Billy Eichner, but you could definitely press up on me. I don't care. I love talking, and I love talking about the things that I fucking talk about. So yeah, get on my comment threads. I'm still insane. I have business cards now, so if you need to know where my keep up stuff is too on Facebook and shit like that, fucking comment, motherfuckers. What the hell are you doing? Did I go? Did I go? Oh, not did I go. Did I watch? Guys, save me. Save me for myself. What the fuck? So anyway, where the fuck, what the fuck did I just watch? And I watched a lot. I watched a lot. I watched a lot of porn. I watched, uh, no, not enough porn, to be honest. Uh, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody starring Rami Malik. And it was uh, partially directed by Brian Singer, but they kicked him off due to inappropriate behavior. You know, he, he was trying to mack at the young boys just like Kevin Spacey, allegedly. But nobody likes allegations in Hollywood anymore. Gotta, gotta come correct, be in the right circles. It was a pretty good movie. It was a pretty good movie. If you like the cookie-cutter version of Freddie Mercury, then you'll love it. You'll love it. It, it touched on the songs. It was a good budget um, Rami Malek from Mr. Robot did an incredible job playing him. I wouldn't be shocked if he got nominated for an Oscar. The movie itself wasn't Oscar worthy. I do think it was very good, though. I do think it's like if you were watching a Wikipedia of Bohemian Rhapsody, this is what it would be. Pretty much the main details of what had happened to his life. But they just don't go in depth. And they don't go in depth with the rest of the cast members. They just go a little bit of depth with... Freddie Mercury himself, the name change, him being from Tanzania, they, they touched on those things. Him having a wife or fiance that knew he was gay and his managers taking advantage of him, him hiding the disease, him coming back together. So it was like, it was kind of like a sports story too. Like it was kind of like, oh, all these successful shows leading up to Live Aid. So there you go. It's, it's pretty much the whole story of Freddie Mercury before Live Aid. Just not a very raunchy story. As we know, Sacha Bora Cohen got kicked off the project or, you know, amicably left on whatever terms. But he wanted a rated R version and he wanted to go in in full detail with the band. And they weren't down with that. They wanted a more PG-13 version. And they got it. And it was pretty good. Not bad. Stay away from the show, The House on Haunt, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I always fucking say. And as a matter of fact, I said that on on, on Facebook. And I got a fucking lashing. And as a matter of fact, I called that American Horror Story, too. And now I love American Crime Story. I'm a huge fan of that series. I didn't see the Versace one, but I heard such great things. I'm definitely going to watch that. I love the OJ story. I do not like American Horror Story. I've tried. I even tried for Coven. I, I missed a couple of seasons. I love Kathy Bates. I love Angela Bassett. I love Jessica Lange. I just became a good fan of Gaga. What the fuck? This, yo, American Horror Story sucks, by the way. 
and sometimes I give the genre another chance. Paranormal stuff sucks too, guys. Like anything paranormal or to do with ghosts and shit like that. Ghosts are not real. Paul Mooney called it out, guys. If there were if there were real ghosts, white people would be the ones that would be the most scared. And why would it only be white ghosts? There are many black ghosts that are going to take some fucking wrath on you for slavery. What do you think? That, like, there's racism with ghosthood? No, motherfucker, you're black. You can't be a ghost. Get the fuck out of here. So anyway, I, I hated the show. The show was fucking terrible. It was pretty much the same gimmicks that they use. Try to, like, scare you into another way before a ghost pops up. So I'm not going to tell you the whole story because you'll probably watch it. Because, you know, it got a 90% on IMDb. Even Stephen King praised it because it was a it was an old book by I believe her name was Shirley Jackson, and it was adapted to this. Uh, it's been it's been adapted before. The haunting is what uh, people remember the most with Liam Neeson and a, and two other versions of that movie that was inspired by this book. They went more to the book material with this show. So there are five members in this house, including the parents, Carla Gugino. And uh, just like any other film, they, not just like any other film, they are renovating this this place. It's in modern times, and they're going to flip it, just like what people are doing now. People are flipping houses. But these people are only there for two weeks, and there are so many signs that the place is haunted. As a matter of fact, it's fucking old as fuck. I don't even know why they thought they could renovate that place by themselves, by the way. They thought that that was like some HGTV type of special. But it starts infecting their kids. And and it infects their lives so much that even when they move away from the house, a lot of bad things are happening. As a matter of fact, even attracting them to the house. But before they even leave, their mother dies brutally. Brutally. And the house is sort of like a living being. And it needs to eat. It needs to feed. I didn't like it, guys. Like I said, it was total gimmicky. It was the campiest fucking haunting movie I've ever seen. They pulled out all the things and just made it into a show. So not recommended by me at all. I put it up there with Walking Dead. If you need to avoid something, please avoid this like the plague. If you like really cheesy B-movie stuff, which Netflix really endorses on their platform, you'll love it. I saw Nobody's Fool. With uh, with my home girl, I love her so much. Tiffany Haddish, my Eritrean princess, she's amazing. She's still on fire right now. So that stars Amber Riley. She's really funny. She's the chubby girl in it. I love her. She was a really good highlight of the movie. Uh, Tika Sumpler, she's great. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Amari Hen- uh, Hardwick, sorry, I almost butchered his name. Amari Hardwick is in it. He is Ghost from Power. Everybody knows who Whoopi is. Tika Sumpler, she, I believe, was in Ride Along with uh, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. So that that makes kind of sense because what's his name? Kevin Hart is on a lot of producing credits. And this is also Tyler Perry's movie. I, funny story, I went to go see Overlord, actually. And I didn't get to see it because I, by accident, on the A list, pressed 10:30 p.m. instead of 10:30 a.m. Now you guys are gonna, uh, you guys are gonna be like, why are you seeing a movie at 10:30 a.m.? Ugh, I can't go into that right now. But whatever, I misscheduled it, 
And uh, so I ended up going to see Nobody's Fool to to wait for the other one at 11.45. But, and I missed a little bit of the beginning of Nobody's Fool, but not that much, maybe like five minutes. Yo, the, it wasn't that funny, especially in the beginning, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Just like Night School, like it was like more touching than it was funny. This one, same thing. It was more warm. It was definitely back to the romantic comedy chemistry. Now, romantic comedies are played out too, but they're trying to make a comeback. And I am more down with the romantic comedy than the paranormal activity because I don't really see anything new coming out of that. Romantic comedies, you you can balance it into modern times and it will always give you something new. That's my opinion. So this was pretty good. I wouldn't have recommended it if I had left Nobody's Fool in the beginning, but I actually saw the whole thing. So it's getting pretty bad ratings. It's gotten a 4.6 on IMDb. It's gotten a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing you haven't seen before. It's pretty much a same story, except that it brings a catfish element to it. Tiffany Haddish is the sister, and she gets let go Uh of, she gets let out, and uh, her bro- her sister is trying to acclimate her back into society, gets her a job at a coffee shop, and the guy from the coffee shop, who is Amari Hardwick, he has a crush on the, the, the more stable sister, and but the more stable sister is in love with this guy that she's never met. So Tiffany Haddish exposes him as a catfish, maybe, possibly, and but the real love... The one that really loves her and the one who really likes her is the guy from the coffee shop. So, obviously, you've heard this kind of story. It's very similar to other stories and romantic comedies, but still very enjoyable. Like I said, I don't believe in fad programming, uh, just like the, ha- the Haunting of Hill House. That's what I believe fad programming is, like American Horror Story, Glee, This Is Us, most comic book shows. But like I said, I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I just started seeing Riverdale. I don't like the main character that plays Archie, so that's the only hang-up. But everything else, the show is pretty good. So I like comic book shows. I just don't like the mainstream ones, the ones that are like very typical that you would bring out. I like the off-Broadway ones. Those are the best ones. So, uh, yeah, man, bring those on. Stop with all the... Oh, Daredevil. I haven't seen Daredevil, but I still need to get into that because my man, Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio, that's my dude, the guy that plays Kingpin. So I definitely will get into that one day. But that's it. Or maybe Punisher. Punisher I might get into too, because I like the guy from Walking Dead. Life is too short to believe in ghosts, guys. Just saying. And uh, speaking of ghosts and things from the past, uh, so at my job, I had this guy that's, he uh, he's, we, we become friends because we're film files. We love the, the art of film. Some people call themselves film files, but they're not really. So this guy, is, uh, he's a really cool guy, and he is a filmmaker. And he brought me one of his DVDs. I was like, God damn, he's, this guy is old. He brought me a DVD. Where could I even play this? So luckily my PlayStation still, my PlayStation 4 Pro, it still plays DVDs. So I watched it. It was incredible. It was incredible. I couldn't believe how captivated. So this one is very limited unless you have the Discovery Channel and you watch it at like 4 a.m. I doubt you're going to see this uh, documentary. So I'll tell you about it real quick. These guys, the Becklers, they live, the Borkles, whatever their name is, they live somewhere. Oh, I forgot, actually. I don't even know what town they live in. But anyway, some bumfuck place. And they're holding a secret. And this guy had been holding a secret for like around 
30 years. He is an environmental psychologist. He's doing very well with himself. Has two children. The town loves him. Very well respected. He could probably run for Congress. Until he tells this secret to everyone. That he had told his family first. That he had uh, been bullied while he was 22 years old at Swarthmore College. And he decided to kill one of his bullies. And he did. Successfully. He brought a shotgun in the dark in the person's home. And shot them while they were sleeping. This person, he uh, pled insanity and got only five years in the institution. And then he was let out. And then he became an environmental psychologist and got married. And told his wife on the third date about his murder. And his pleading insanity of him getting away with murder, actually. So that's not where I had the problem with this film. As a matter of fact, there were many unforgiving people. People in the town didn't forgive him. His own daughters looked at him funny. Were like, you changed my diaper. You tied my shoes. And at any time, you could have snapped. And to be honest, I, yo, social services, if I would have known that this woman had housed her children with a former killer. Now I get it. The justice system. But the justice system fucked up. It's not like the justice system prevailed. The justice system fucked up. This def- This guy definitely got away with it. It was it was like watching how to get away, no, how to get away with murder, and making a murder on Netflix. It was kind of like seeing that put together. This guy definitely got away with it. He was talking about buying cake before, and he was like very defense like defensive, and he was advocating against bullying, like as if like he had did a service for us, like like as if like he was like wow, like if you push if you push people too far, they'll kill you. Guys, I was a bullier out there when I was in middle school and a little bit in high school. Not gonna lie, I'm not very proud of it. I've had people make death lists and I thought they were I was on them. Sorry. That is crazy. I don't care if you've been bullied. I don't care if you've been made fun of all your life. No, you not take another person's life. Those people are making mistakes just like you make mistakes. And unlike the person that killed the other bullier, whatever, in his sleep. What a fucking coward. What a fucking pussy. Like I said, you are not a poster child for bullying, for anti-bullying. You're the bully now. You took this person's life. You won. You This person can't ever redeem themselves. And you can. You can make up for your mistakes. This person cannot. So to me, people that this, like that really hurt Someone that bullies like long term, and even if a bully hurts someone long term, I've said this before. I believe in bullies. Do I believe that they need to go as far as they do now? No, they do not. But when you experience a bully early in life, I think that is a better advantage to you when you become an adult. Because if you experience your first bullying experience like an adult, you're not as equipped to handle it. You are more equipped to handle it because you dealt with it when you were younger. Same thing with safe sex. If you are just learning about, if you never learned anything about protecting yourself during sex, if you were just taught abstinence training and you never learned any of the nuances of how to have safe sex, that is a problem. You are going to have more unsuccessful sex as far as getting pregnant and STIs. You are going to have more unsuccessful. As a matter of fact, you might even have underperforming sex because you didn't even put the fucking practice down. Sorry, Allen Iverson. Practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about 
practice. Not a game. Not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how, how silly is that? That's one of my favorite sports sound clips. That and playoffs. Playoffs. We, we came to win the game. We played to win the game. All right. And, uh, Guys, to keep on the lookout, I, at the end of the year, or maybe possibly January, February, I'm going to come out with my own awards. Not only will I be de- predicting the Emmys and Oscars this year, and I'll be doing more award show coverage on Twitter, I will be coming out with my own awards called the Overhyped Awards. Keep on a lookout for that, motherfuckers. What the fuck? Did I go? And I went to a comedy special. Uh, with my good friend Amanda and we went to go see Jason Mewes and Jordan Rock at Caroline's on Broadway. It's still open. It's still really popping. It's a cool area. Still got that two drink minimum that all fucking comedy places do. Doesn't matter if you paid for the damn ticket. But Jordan Rock was cool. He, uh, He opened up. There was this other Jewish dude that, I mean, to be honest, there's mostly Jewish dudes that, that do that. Um, he had, he was very funny. I forgot his name, but Jordan Rock is the the, the reason why I remember him is because I saw the show Love and he was the caterer on the set. A lot of people haven't seen that. It's a Judd Apatow show on Netflix. Pretty good, pretty good. And Jordan Rock, he is the brother of Chris Rock. He's from Brooklyn. He lives in L.A. now, and he made some funny ass jokes saying like, if there are black movies, black people have to like they're obligated to see them. Like, and he made a lot of racial jokes. Sometimes when you rely on the racial jokes, you get a little corny. So he was getting a little stale at parts, but he was actually overall good. He actually was better than Jason Mewes, who was the headliner. Now, Jason Mewes is from Jay and Silent Bob. And actually, they're coming out with a new movie. They're going to start recording Jay and Silent Bob reboot because they couldn't get um, Clerks 3 going, which actually is the first cinematic universe. Just saying, you know, everybody tries to point to Marvel. But Clerks and Chasing Amy and all those movies, those are intertwined and they have characters that bleed over. And that is one of the first cinematic universes. So Jason Mewes, he talked about Zach and Miri made a porno, being naked and having his nieces and nephews see it by accident. Um, He talks about getting a massage in his neighborhood and how they all try to jerk him off and shit like that. He's still pretty hilarious. But he was mostly telling stories. Jordan Rock was more like your traditional comedian. And Jason Mewes was basically telling stories. Shout out to my boy Jason because, to be honest, in two or three years, he is going to transform into Jason Mewes. And he's going to do a Dutch rudder on all of us. What the fuck? Bruh. Bruh. Shut your bitch ass up! Surprise, motherfucker. My name is Jeff. Fuck you! Gotcha, bitch. Headshot. Help me. Help me. Nigga. Prends le bar, on a dîné, machin chouette. On bat les couilles.
what the fuck did I just say? Now that is uh, the new intro to that section. I hope you enjoy that as much as I do. God damn, those are quite the medley of fucking sounds. So let's run through this what the fuck did I say. Now this is brought to you by the phrase of the fucking week, which is a much ado about nada. Now the reason why I say that is because people love to say the word nothing. How was your day at school? Oh, no. What, what, no, sorry. Whoa, messed that up. What did you do at school, honey? Oh, nothing, Dad. Uh, wife, how are you feeling? Wh- what are you thinking about? Oh, nothing. What are you upset about? Oh, nothing. Everyone loves to say nothing. And nothing ever fucking means nothing. Everything means everything. And nothing means everything. There is so much hidden meaning into nothing. Or even when I said similar to, I'm over it. Nobody's ever fucking over it when they say that they're over it. You're over it when you don't even have to say it. And if you say nothing, you are pretty much saying everything. You're pretty much saying something. So, uh, try to make nothing out of something. Or something out of nothing, whatever the hell you want to say. They were closet gays, just like Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, he kept trying to make nothing out of his sexuality, but to be honest, it was everything. It had a lot to do with his flamboyancy and uh, Mr. Freddie Mercury. It had a lot to do with the flamboyant nature of his uh, shows and his writing and his ensemble, his his uh, his attire on stage. Of course, that had something to do with it. Of course, it had everything to do with it. So that's definitely not nothing. So closet gays out there, you guys are out there performing miracles because you guys are pretending to be in a family and really going and going on some broke back mountain shit and fucking your, your fishing buddy. Guys, stop that shit. Stop that. You are making your wives feel like nothing. You might as well make them feel like nothing if you're going to be in divorce court and then give them nothing. That's fine. Then we all have something to root for. But until then, stop lying to your fucking wives. Don't be like Mike Brady. Don't be like Freddie. Come on. Come on. We're better than this, motherfuckers. We're better than the fucking down low gayness. You can be gay. I think it's more offensive when you're a closet gay. It's totally cool if you're gay. But I am offended. We are in 2018, and you should not be closeted. I'm offended. Yes. I'm offended by your privacy. You don't deserve it nowadays. No, 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 no. Same thing if you're compulsory voting for people like women and stuff like that. Susan B. Anthony did not die for you to be gay and to be secretive about it. No, 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 no. (laughs) So anyway, uh, speaking of uh, fronting over nothing, how about people that try to make you jealous over the title of their job, which literally equates to nothing? Uh... They slap on a manager on it. They'll put associate on it. They'll put some bullshit executive. All these things that, that that are just total extra fillers. Fillers. I fucking hate fluff and fillers. So even with mine, like they'll put like an extra thing on there. And project manager. Cool, dude. Cool story, bro. So you are making, like I said, something out of nothing. 
and you're trying to make yourself important. So all those guys that need to put the extra hyphenation on their fucking job title, girls, guys, whoever you are during your little shifty promotion, that really didn't go anywhere. So many people make lateral promotions and they don't even know about it. So to all those people that need to do that, you guys are fucking lame. Uh, <laughs> the saga of the kickball continues. This is supposedly a nothing sport, right? Supposedly people view this, this, uh, kickball as nothing to even worry about. But, uh, so my commissioner, after going through all that shit, trying to masculate me, trying to say that, oh, typical guy, uh, trying to blame women for his mistakes, I remember those things. I remember I, the, the, that hit hard, and I was like, "Damn, she really." And even one of my my former kickball teammates exited the group chat, and she tried to take it as if like I the, I chased him out. No, no, no. He said, "You're just gonna keep playing the woman card, and everybody's just gonna let her uh, get away with it." It's true. And then she said something that I couldn't get out. Somebody in a tutu, I should be ashamed of myself or whatever, or I should redefine fun. What a cunt. What a fucking cunt. If anybody from kickball is listening to this, run away from this bitch. And especially the other captain. The other captain used to be engaged to her for seven fucking years. Dude, if I would have known that, I would have told you to run a long time ago. If I would have known how emasculating she tries to be. Ugh. So, on an ironic level, on an ironic fucking level, she's the commissioner of the league. That's not ironic. I already told you that. But the ironic thing about it, all, uh, about it all is that she makes the awards, the superlative awards. And one of the award uh, categories is the friendliest fucking person in the league. Now, what kind of fucking psycho, after what she pulled in that group chat, nominates herself as friendliest fucking person? She did that. I, If anybody... Would like me to verify that. You can hit me up and I will show you the Google form list of where she put that. And she put herself in it. I voted in the awards and on purpose. And I'm not even talking in the group chat right now. I am in a little moment of silence in the group chat. They are fucking annoying. These alcoholics in this damn group chat. They fucking annoy me right now. And as a matter of fact, nobody had my back in that situation. And you know how over fucking loyal I am. Hell no. So I'm not talking to those motherfuckers, and I'm definitely not talking to that fake, friendly, ugly bitch. Ah, ah, former fat cunt. Anyway. Somebody should tell her that over-smiling does not make you friendly. It makes you a piece of fucking nothing. So, and we just had our playoff game. And unfortunately, I sat out. I sat out of a nothing sport. I I didn't feel like being there. And it was cold. And and guess what? The fucking lights went out again. And every time I've not been on a team, people get hurt. We might get a win every once in a while. And as a matter of fact, like I said, we made the playoffs. And I sat out. I've never played in a playoff game with these guys. But I knew we were going to lose. I, I And it's not that. I, it killed me because I'm a huge competitor. And they make me feel silly when I try to compete because like she just over, over freaking protects the umps who don't get paid by the way that I just found out. And I don't care. I want to ump. If I stay in this league, mark my words, 
I will be an umpire in this league. And I don't need to get paid. But I also don't need commissioners coming up for my defense. That fucking league is going to hate me. Because you know what? I don't listen to people trying to convince me of what my call is going to be. If I'm the ump, I make the calls. Literally, you, cool. A captain can talk to the ump. But literally, if I call a call, you're not convincing me out of it. And that's what those commissioners and my captains on my teams were doing. That's why I'm complaining so much. These guys on the team, they don't shut the fuck up whenever like uh, an ump is talking. They vouch against us. They'll be like, no, 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 this person was out da, 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 on our team. Like, shut up. Leave us alone. And literally, anybody else is able to convince the ump but us. Anyway, I'm off that subject. I'm not over it, obviously. It's not nothing. But it's funny that, like I said, people try to downgrade kickball to a nothing sport. But obviously a lot of something came out of it. Might have been real smelly and shit, but definitely something. I hate... You know what? Oh, well. Bigger tits to fucking suck. That's what I say. And I and I don't know if I love this. No, I don't. I like talking shit to people's face. You, if you got nothing good to say, you say it to me. And if you got nothing to say while that person's in front of your face, then why say it while they're leaving? Now, I know this is very common and I know this is very old. But talking shit when somebody walks away is one of the most pussiest things you can do. The more pussy thing you can do is probably spit in someone's face. Hello, Rondo. But walking away, what is the point of that? What do you get out of that? What do you try? Like, I know it's funny on television when people do it. Oh, oh, excuse me. But like when you actually do it in real life, you are such a fucking cornball. You are less than nothing. So. And speaking of people being grateful over nothing, guys, what is this Mo gratitude shit? I know we do Mo Movember and I like to grow my beard on my own. As a matter of fact, I'm about to cut it. Because I used to do it based on Movember. But to be honest, how much do we really raise off of that shit? I think it's cool for the awareness. I like the mustaches better. I don't I don't think a full beard kind of uh, brings awareness to that. I think if you grow the handlebar mustache, that definitely brings highlight to the prostate region. <laughs> uh, it definitely brings focus to that area of the world, of you know the scrotum. But uh, I am grateful whenever I don't have to hear how grateful you are. Mo gratitude. That shit is so annoying. Hearing what you're grateful for. Because to be honest, nobody has 30 things that they're grateful for. If you have to be grateful for the cup of coffee that you just poured into your fucking cup, you're not that grateful in life. And I'm not that grateful either. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably one of the least grateful people. People wake up like Charlemagne the God. Thank you, God, for another, for another piece of air. Just like that killer within shit. Um, I, I I get it. We it's 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 definitely it's definitely um a blessing, even though I'm not religious. It's definitely a blessing and a privilege to be alive. But why should we just be satisfied with that? No, no, you are lame if you're just satisfied for breathing. Even though there is not that many people that get to breathe every day, that get to live long lives. There's just as many people that do, and these people live the. They might as well not live, to be honest. They might as well have not wasted anybody's time. They are nothing at life. So, 
it's annoying. It's annoying hearing how grateful you are to for having Q-tips. It's annoying to hear how grateful you are for fucking burnt pancakes. I don't know. Your shoelaces. It gets a little crazy what people think they're grateful for. And it's right near Thanksgiving, so I guess we're just going to have to keep hearing it. Damn. Even, like, with people with Starbucks. Like, it's a little too soon for the fucking Christmas decorations and shit, guys. I'm not grateful for that. I'm not grateful for that. I'm not... I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I really do love it. But I need to get through Thanksgiving. I need to get through Halloween. I need to get through Veterans Day. I need to get through all this paranormal activity that's going on. And I and I don't need you guys grateful for fucking nothing. You guys are fucking with my life right now. This isn't a fucking AA meeting. You don't need to, to fucking... Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Jim. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm really fucking grateful. Um, I, I, I see a lot of, uh, African-American people, black people in this country that are very grateful to be from Africa. And, uh, their citizenship there is worth nothing. It really is. I love when people tell me that I, I, I say that I'm black. I know that I'm half, but I, I tell people that I am half black and white. Now, is it politically correct to say those things? Not really, and yes, at the same time, because I'm not African. I'm not really African. Do I have descendants from Africa? Yes. Are my ancestors from Africa? Yes. All of the above. But I don't know where the fuck I am from Africa. Can you point to the direction on the map where I'm from in Africa? If you can do that, then you can call me African. And that way, we don't need to fucking fight over nothing. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? And and I, I I hate more than anything. More than anything. Nah, not more than anything. I hate when people say that, actually. It's not true. You never hate something more than anything. There's a lot to do with anything. It's, not, it's a lot more than nothing. When you sound extra woke, do you know what I'm saying? When people try to sound like they're just waking up, they'd be like, yo, man, and then... And then the celestial stars. And when you wake up from that dream. And you wake up in another atmosphere. And you're in the Milky Way. And then you're swimming through the Milky Way. And then you're doing this. And then you're rubbing your nipples. And I just had this epiphany. You sound like you just woke up. And I think people think. When they sound like they're groggy. And they just woke up. That they sound more woke. That they sound more intelligent. No you sound more like a fucking douchebag. You sound more like the like a purposeful stoner. I hate when people try to sound like stoners. And they don't even smoke pot. Like Jim Brewer. I'm a big fan of Jim Brewer. But Jim Brewer, you sound like you smoke pot, but you don't smoke pot? Then why the fuck do you sound like that? Who taught you how to talk like that? Like, what the fuck? It's like when gay people try to, like, over-exaggerate trying to be a woman. And I'm like, I don't know any woman that sounds like that. Who are you imitating? Are you imitating drag people or are you imitating women? Let me know. And, uh, I'm so happy that I don't get to do the 10 ways you know you're ghetto. Mentioned that before. I'm not on the show real hot and fresh anymore. I was a co-host. I was a guest host. And the reason, and like I said before, 
he kicked me off because I didn't want to. Actually, he didn't really kick me off. He said that he didn't want to make me a full-time host, which I pretty much was. I was on all the promotions and stuff. And he didn't want to make me full-time on contract on paper because I had missed orientation, which I was available for all summer. But he waited for the new host. And the new host, they only did two guest spots. They went through orientation, and now they are full-time hosts. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think I should be punished for missing that orientation so harshly. I do believe that I definitely need to pay the piper, but that sucks. So I will not be doing 10 ways. I will not be in participation of that coonery. I fucking hated that shit. It was so corny. Shout out to Peaches. She definitely didn't like that either. I'm not going to shit on this guy too hard, but I am going to put him in the same category as Mush, where I was at the CWF network. It just wasn't working. And to be honest, when he said he didn't want to make me full time after I was a guest since May, since June, sorry, June. I just didn't think it was worth continuing. So I was just like, you know what? Let me go develop something myself. And the same thing with CWF Network. I went to go develop the Keep Up show. And to be honest, it's much better than when I did words mean things. So sometimes you got to close that motherfucking door, cliche, cliche, to get another one open. And my last part of this show, bad sex. Bad sex leads to everything. Bad sex is not nothing, guys. It's not. And... It will lead you to nothing. It will lead you to nothing. As a matter of fact, this girl that I met in college, um, she's from Texas. I believe she has some uh, Mexican roots. Very pale. But um, she's really hot. She was at this very hot sorority that I was in. And I made it to her room and we had sex. And we had really bad sex. Not gonna lie. She was one of those people that like while I was fucking her, this was the first time this ever happened where she um, didn't definitely didn't finish on her end, and she started sucking me off to to um, to finish. Now back then, I was like, "Wow, this is nice." You know, usually girls that like I'm fucking don't like to put my penis in their mouth after it's been in their vagina. So that was that was kind of new to me. It's happened before, but like it didn't really happen often. And especially in college, you definitely want to keep the condom on. A lot of STIs floating around in college. But the reason why I mention this is because I love Spotify. My shit is on the platform of Spotify. I have I listen to the podcast of Joe Buttons on Spotify, a few other podcasts as well. I'm a huge fan of Spotify. This girl, I don't think anything will lead to this. I don't think people and it actually won't because I'm not even friends with her. She won't friend me on LinkedIn. She deleted me on Facebook. So this is what my point is, guys. Bad sex is not nothing. It's not. It has everything to do with things. So if you gave somebody bad dick like I gave her bad dick, she will unfriend you on Facebook. (laughs) She will not. So she works at Spotify, and I am try. And I would love to work at Spotify. That would be amazing. And she has an awesome position there. And she won't accept my friend request on LinkedIn. Now I can only chalk that up. I can only attribute that to the bad dick that I gave her. And I'm not going to mention her name. And she's probably never going to listen to this. But I'm putting this out in the universe. I'm so sorry. I would love the job at Spotify. I would hope one day that you would accept my friend request, even though I gave you really bad dick. I'm so sorry. I hope that you can erase that memory somehow from your head. And I hope one day you'll accept my pending invitation to LinkedIn, which is cool because you can get rid of the pending invitations that are there for too long. Facebook, you need to get on that. Because I don't even remember some of the invitations I sent to people on Facebook that didn't 
Uh, I have to actually remember them and go back in and take back the request. Whatever, I don't want to do that. But anyway, LinkedIn shows you the ones that are still pending and you can take, you can withdraw your invitation. But like I said, man, I regret giving her bad dick because maybe I could get this fucking Spotify job. So guys, guys and girls, be careful who you give bad sex to. Be careful. Because it doesn't lead to, it leads, it doesn't lead to anything good. It leads to a whole bunch of fucking nothing. Guys, that's the end of this show. Uh, this was episode 32. Next week is 33. I will reveal what the phrase of the week is during the promotions and during the next episode, wherever you catch wind of that first. It's not that much of a secret anymore. I don't really hold on to that. It's part of the promotioning and marketing. Uh, so my handles, as always, and I still need your feedback. I, I still need you guys to, you know, put some ratings on my iTunes, my Spotify, my SoundCloud, my Google Play Music. Uh, I'm about, like I said, I'm about to get on YouTube soon. I, I think I might have, I might be able to get on YouTube Music also because they have a music streaming service. So that's cool. Oh, also, I apply, I made an application to Real World recently. I think I'm a little too old. The oldest cast member I saw was 26. But they sent me an email, and they said that they wanted me to at least uh, send a supplemental questionnaire. So I did that 70 questions later, and I'm waiting for that. That'd be cool. I could definitely talk about you know me being on my podcast and me doing another radio show and shit. So like I said, still insane is all you need to know about my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook. If you'd like to check up on the show materials and anything going on with posts, any announcements about Keep Up and my radio pursuits, that is Keep Up NYC. That's on Instagram. Keep Up Shut Up is on Facebook. You can uh, Keep Up Sylvan Sane is my Twitter. Come on, guys. Keep talking with me. Keep engaging with me. Keep talking that motherfucking shit. So you can shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with your boy fucking Sylvan Sane. Over and out, homie. <laughs>